Welcome back to Unhinged Movie Misfits. I'm Kayla. And I'm Sam. And we're having a really strange night. Yeah, we had a couple things hold us up from recording on time. Uh, first, we saw... Uh, we were watching Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe you'll get a thing from that. But while we were watching that, me and Kayla both saw a weird thing happened in the corner of the room we both saw two different things kayla but in the same spot yeah uh kayla says that she saw a shadow move into my kitchen and i saw a blue light light up for about a second yeah or so. i saw what i thought was maybe his cat like just but i was like there's no way that a cat has like a human like shadow but it was like out of the corner of my eye and it happened really quickly and I didn't think anything about it because why would I? It was just us. And it's just us here. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, uh, did you see that? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was weird that we both saw a different thing. So we investigated that. Yeah. And then uh, decided there was nothing we could do about it. So moved on. And then after we were starting to get ready to record, my neighbor starts banging on my below neighbor starts banging on my his ceiling my floor and like over and over again uh sounded like he was trying to punch through <laughs> punch through the ceiling and we weren't doing anything we we were in the shower we were on the other side of the condo <laughs> yeah usually yeah i do have a pretty nice <laughs> sound setup so i wouldn't have been too surprised by that but uh no we were in the opposite end so i have no idea what it was and he just kept banging and then stomped around my hallway for a bit but didn't do anything i think that might have been my fault there's a vent here in sam's room and i i i just i don't I haven't lived in an apartment or anything in over a decade now and i have no concept i didn't know that people can hear you through a vent and <laughs> He banged on the ceiling really loudly, and I was like, Sam, go kick his ass. <laughs> and then suddenly he starts stomping up here, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I hear I was expecting a door knock, didn't get one, and then just he didn't leave a note even or anything. So who knows, if we get murdered by fifth dimensional beings or my neighbor during this, then... We'll be on other, then we will be famous on somebody's podcast. Yeah, someone will eventually find this this SD card with all of our all five of our recordings <laughs> <laughs> that we haven't even posted it anywhere yet. Well, obviously, because they're hearing it, we we're already famous. Yeah, we're already famous. We're already famous. <laughs> so, anyways, what movies did we see this week? And by this week, I mean two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we were on vacation last week. Yeah. So. Um, it was a couple weeks ago, or a little late, staggered release. Uh, once we get our Patreon up, we'll get more, you know, for our patrons. We can get the new new stuff out. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, man, by the time this episode releases, these movies might be old. I hope you guys watch this on we're VOD try, or streaming. We're trying by the time our best here to get caught up. Yeah, but we wanted to talk about these. Uh, so this episode, we're going to talk about Guy Ritchie's Covenant, and then. The more famous one is James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. So, first, we'll we'll start with uh, Covenant. <laughs> We're going to start with that we'll one? We'll start with that one, yeah. <laughs> Make them wait for the good stuff. So, um, 
I'll start by saying I probably like this a good bit more than Kayla because it's a man movie. It is a man movie. My review of this was just take your dad to see this for Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dad movie. It's very much a man movie. Um, I have always enjoyed Guy Ritchie movies, uh, except for Aladdin. He can go like, fuck himself there. I like Guy Ritchie movies, too. I like man movies. That's not why I... I because American propaganda. Yeah, well, American propaganda, the mixed weird message with the with the war itself, it just it didn't it didn't hit, it didn't rub me the right way. So, to catch people up, the movie takes place during uh the Afghanistan war. Yeah. And it's about a um shadow. <laughs> it's about <laughs> <laughs> my cat's been weird tonight too. He's bit Kayla's fucking foot. He bit just, my toe. Everything's been weird tonight. Kay. <laughs> the cat just He's, acted like Kayla's cat, foot was a hamburger. Okay, his cat is already a bit like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> he loves my feet. He comes up and just you know gives gets a little sniff and go every now and then. He's like, oh, thank thank you for letting me sniff your feet and go. And tonight, I guess he hasn't seen me in a bit and he missed me and he just he just chomped on my toe yeah everyone's been in a mood tonight it's been weird well anyways guy Ritchie's covenant is about a uh afghanistan interpreter who helps out the u.s military and the u.s military being badass uh taylor swift's ex-boyfriend oh is that how we that's how, that's how we know him. that's how i know i know him, him as that guy from donnie darko <laughs> okay so taylor swift's ex-boyfriend's in the middle of the desert <laughs> so you know i think he, she wrote a song about him yeah didn't they cancel jake gyllenhaal Before they tried to cancel him for a minute but what did he actually do uh he broke her heart damn it is that <laughs> they, all he did no they said there was like an age gap but she's like 26 or how old is that i don't know she's not young <laughs> yeah she's yeah she's not i don't i don't get it i don't know i'm not gonna pretend like i know swifties just be canceling all of her exes so uh gender hall gender right? hall yeah jake gender hall that's my favorite gender <laughs> <laughs> jake and e's gender hall is hauling through the desert trying to get away from the uh taliban mm -hmm. and um he his interpreter uh saves him along the way yeah his interpreter interpreter not only saves him he like hauls his ass everywhere he gender holes his ass gender <laughs> <laughs> and um so that the second half of the movie uh is about him trying to get his uh interpreter home so yeah the second half is just the 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 spookiness of bureaucracy. Yeah, it's Jake yelling on the phone. Jake yelling hall. Jake yelling hall, <laughs> just yelling to customer service people. Like he's several scenes of him being a Karen on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> but the first half of the movie, like Kayla said, the the political messaging seems kind of mixed. And from what I know of Guy Ritchie, I think he's just kind of a military fanboy. So I Which think, in itself is a little cringe. Yeah, I, I could see him being like, I want to, this is probably the most action heavy of all of Guy Ritchie's movies. Most of I, his movies are like heist movies. The action was great. I like war movies. We watched a war movie and I really liked it. 
I've, I, there's a lot of war movies I really like, but whenever the, the message gets a little mixed, especially whenever you're talking about the Afghanistan war, um, I just, it just rubs me the wrong way. I just, parts of it, I understood what he was saying and I agreed with it. Uh, they did not treat those interpreters great and it was way too difficult. They promised them these visas and they, a lot of them never got those visas and they put their lives at risk after yeah, that. Yeah, they just made them targets. They made them targets. A lot of them died after that. Uh, so yeah, I agree with that message for sure. And then there was other parts that I didn't really understand what he was trying to say. It was like he was trying to play both sides of it. And sometimes you can't play both sides like that and put your own bias in there. And you just have to be objective. That's, that's all that I'm saying is if he was more objective and didn't try to mix the messages at all, I would have liked it a lot more. Maybe it was a little bit of too soon. Like this war no, was I don't, pretty I don't, fresh. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, I don't really believe in in too soon at all. Like, it should have been talked about more whenever it was going on, at least more in a more accurate sense instead of propaganda. Yeah, I don't know what movies on this topic are going to look like in the future, because movies that came out during the Afghanistan war that were about it, like um, Zero Dark Thirty, Hurt Locker, they already look kind of weird now when you watch them. And this kind of felt like one of more along the lines of those movies. It did. Um, I mean, first off, fuck the Taliban. Like, you know, they are an easy villain. Like, yeah, this you is can't a- feel bad about watching the Taliban die. Like I said in, in the review of Sisu, like, you can always cheer Nazis dying. You can always cheer the Taliban dying. That's not the problem. Yeah, I don't have any issues with that at all. This isn't me being like, I'm not saying that I'm... I'm- that there's like some sympathy towards them at all. I just, uh, it's just parts of it. I, it didn't sit right with me. Yeah. I understand that. But on the other hand, man movie. It is a man movie. I will absolutely show this to my dad. So I, I didn't <laughs> hate it. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the action scenes. Uh, I don't think that Jander Hall, it was best. It was the best Jander Hall performance. He, he, it didn't feel right in some of the scenes. And I know he's a good actor. He is a good actor. I don't know that maybe he, maybe he didn't fully understand, like not understand it, but maybe he wasn't fully feeling it either. Uh, yeah. It kind of <laughs> felt like that, that he wasn't fully feeling it. Yeah. But I will say that his uh, co-star, uh, Dar Salim, who uh, played the interpreter, he was great. He was great. He was probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, and then he was. there was surprise Anthony Starr oh, shows yeah. up in the movie <laughs> to be Homelander for a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got military Homelander over here. Yeah, and he pretty much did what Homelander does. He flies in at the end and blasts everything. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um so I think I gave the movie overall three stars. Um, Kaylee, did you give it a little less? I I think I guess I'll give it three stars. Yeah, um, you know it's not Guy Ritchie's best. I've loved his other movies that he did more recently, um, The Gentleman and uh, what was the other one called? Wrath of Man. I liked those post Aladdin Guy Ritchie movies a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, I haven't than seen that. Wrath of Man yet. It's on. 
It's on one of my lists that you put on my my streaming service. Yeah, I, I felt like we were back into a Guy Ritchie renaissance after he got that Disney money. Uh, but I think this was a movie that he really wanted to do. It seems like he wanted to do an action-heavy war movie where he gets to play with war toys. And, you know, there's also that side of things. Uh, you know, there's the, the U.S. military has a thing. They'll help you make a movie, mm-hmm. but you have to follow, like, certain propaganda rules. Yeah, and that in itself is bullshit. Yeah. And you shouldn't make a movie with those types of terms if it if that's what it comes down to. But I'm I'm just saying it could have been that because in the movie they did use real military equipment. Yeah, and if that's the case and he like sold out to do that, then cool. I'm glad you got your action scenes out of it, but fuck off for using propaganda. Wasn't the best U.S. military propaganda of recent memory. That goes to Top Gun. Yeah. That, yeah, that one, but you know what? That one had real planes. I, maybe I forgave it a little bit too much, but you know, it was pretty vague a lot. Yeah. (laughs) We forgave that one, gave it a higher score, but uh, yeah, I would recommend it, but don't say that I would watch it a second time or particularly love it three stars i'm sure i'll watch it with my dad (laughs) yeah go take your father to it on father's day (laughs) all right the next movie that we saw in theaters was one that we took all of my kids to as well the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. My kids are huge fans of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I can't blame them. It's been my personal favorites in the the Marvel Universe as well. And one of my children in particular was super hype. Yeah. <laughs> during the entire... <laughs> I, I don't know if I would completely say... Great movie for kids. Everyone out there should take their kids to it because there's a lot of animal torture and body horror centered around animals and some really sad animal scenes where the villain basically treats cute little animals like Sid treats toys in Toy Story. (laughs) Yeah, that is a heads up if you're taking your kids to that. And before anyone like at CPS is me, we... (laughs) I'd make sure to show them much more fucked up things. So this is nothing to them. Yeah, this is nothing for them. But also, like, okay, okay, everyone's going to at CPS for me for this one. (laughs) But we were walking out, and my youngest, Lyric, who is six, I I asked her, I said, what was your favorite part of the movie? And she said, I liked when Rocket was little. And I said, those were really traumatizing parts. And she said, yeah (laughs) (laughs) she loved the movie though she was dancing at every song so um i guess this is the first uh marvel movie that we are reviewing on our show yeah Uh, we 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 skipped (laughs) ant-man we skipped ant-man i'm gonna try watch it on like when it comes to disney plus because that's the ant-man uh the quantumania is the first marvel movie that i've actually skipped seeing in theaters yeah we've seen seen, every single other one and we we endured the inter the internals in theaters yeah god we we put that one off for a minute but then we did see it um so we have a complicated history with marvel where 
we kind of do see them as part of the decline of American, not um, world cinema. They're one of the decline, one of the main causes of the decline of cinema and movie going. Yeah, is most people don't go to movies anymore unless it's a Marvel. There's a Marvel. Release. It's so branded now that people just go whenever they see it, like the Marvel brand. And I don't know. While there's movies in the Marvel. I've, a couple of years ago, I took the time during lockdown um, to watch all of the all of the Marvel movies up to Endgame in chronological order. That entire phase I watched in chronological order, and there's some real bangers in that phase. There's some ones that I really really like, and then there's some real poopers. But I don't hate Marvel. I didn't hate Marvel as a whole. But it feels like they've kind of like shifted because they know that they're so branded at this point and all everything is just so they don't have to try as hard. They don't have to try as hard and then they have to spell everything out for people. The messages are just becoming the same ones over and over again. It's so repetitive. Uh, The jokes are repetitive. I'm so sick of so sick of it. uh, I started watching. Uh, some of Infinity War, which I had really liked when it came out. Yeah. I still need to finish my entire watch of it. But I was just noticing, I'm like, Robert Downey Jr. was really carrying the franchise for a long time. Yeah, he was. And you can feel his loss. Like, he was, the jokes worked because he worked telling them. Yeah. And they don't work when it's other people doing it all the time. So I think that was part of it. And I noticed in that movie, it just looks better, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they really stopped giving a shit in this, uh, this latest phase. The only real banger from the current phase post-Endgame was Spider-Man was still really good yeah that yeah spider-man uh, was good the only other one that we kind of enjoyed from that phase was um uh, i actually did like dr strange because it was sam raimi enough for me to enjoy it even though it was very flawed I it, will, yeah it was flawed but it was just it sam was still Ra- funny it was, and sam raimi funny enough that i inter- enjoyed myself but that's why so many other people hated that yeah, one <laughs> but it was rather a sloppy movie like it, it was a lot of like huge errors you could see in the movie and i forgave a lot because of the bruce campbell cameos where he punched himself in the face (laughs) Uh, so so this oh god yeah so so like we said we we've kind of hated this and started becoming marvel haters and uh it's not because like i i like like, hating it we we fucking hated shang chi yeah yeah we saw that and thought it was fucking trash i've already forgotten most of that movie other than flying butt dog yeah you the flying butt dog was the only thing (laughs) they got us through that movie and then the eternals is like one of the worst fucking slogs that's ever been put to fucking film the only scene that i remember in that is where he flies into the sun yeah when we saw that in the theaters and he was flying into the sun we burst it out laughing kayla just started laughing and everyone else was like what the fuck like we were so checked out of the movie by then we were just like what we as we say we were muppeting and just like making fun of the movie really really obnoxiously because we were like so fucking checked out like we keep saying like we even say to each other doing a lot of movies we're like is this movie worse than eternals and my answer is always no No. because eternals was three hours fucking long yeah (laughs) so it was really refreshing to finally get another good actually good marvel movie really great and (laughs) i might even say that it's my favorite yeah Um, i love james gunn and i think that 
this movie was rather funny. It, I like I've been saying that it's like it's like if uh, your girlfriend gave you the best blowjob of your life and then immediately broke up with you and started dating your rival because he's leaving Marvel to go make movies for DC now. <laughs> and so he's like, one more great movie. This is what you could have had. Bye. He, he, he slobbed on the Marvel <laughs> yeah. knob and then just dipped. Yeah, he's like, bye. Uh, I'm not sure if all of our audience members know that uh, the that the weird way that James Gunn got fired from Marvel because he was talking shit about Trump and some crazy right-wingers dug up his past of doing uh, sleazy MTV reality shows and doing trauma movies. That's where those, you get a start. Those reality shows were pretty... Okay, he was actually a fucking... Yeah, I those saw the were clips pretty recently. bad. <laughs> it was, like... I'm like, I, I was like, that's kind of fair. Those were problematic. He, he was really fucking mean to those women. They, yeah. He, that was really fucking gross. But it was a gross era of fucking TV that he could even say that that was okay to put on the air. At least air. he has he a should... wife that he puts in everything now, Oh, I yeah, guess. now he puts his wife in everything. <laughs> 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 it's not as bad as putting Sherry Moon Zombie in everything, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least she can act. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, ma- uh, she makes a cameo in uh, this movie as, like, a secretary type, and I saw someone say that he used to be married to, what's her name, the lady that plays Pam in The Office? Oh, really? I think so. I heard that somewhere. And then he was like, oh, she played a secretary and now his wife <laughs> is playing a secretary. Wait, how true is that? <laughs> You're going to double check me. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. Um, Jenna something? Is that it? Oh, yeah, I her forgot. name is Jenna. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I the other Guardians movies were among my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah, anyways. he was married to yeah, Jenna see? Fisher. Fisher, that's it. Uh, yeah, he likes secretaries. He, <laughs> I don't know. He looks like he would like <laughs> he secretaries. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I think that this Marvel movie n- not only is like it was actually funny, uh, it actually made me feel emotions at the proper times. Most Marvel movies are really shitty, or at least the newer ones have been really shitty with trying to make you feel emotions, and it feels really manipulative. But even though it's like tortured animals, yeah, <laughs> it still, it still felt been, put together pretty good. On, I've seen people on Twitter likening that to um, animal testing, like yeah. the current, like modern day <sighs> animal testing, and I could see that. Uh, I mean... They're CGI animals, everybody. Yeah, they are. You, you can watch CGI animals. Yeah, named but the Ford. thing is, is that they we do the same kind of stuff yeah. to real animals. And this is my my shameless plug for my artistry, but I don't promote or use any products, makeup products, skincare, whatever have you that have been tested on animals. <laughs> and that happens yeah um yeah maybe that was a focus in this i actually like the villain in this uh marvel's always kind of had a problem with villains and then in this recent phase we were saying that all of the villains have been the same where they're someone that's been wronged and then they turn good at the last minute and save the day yeah the other thing that i've been really tired of in this phase is the bad guy just feeling really bad and then sewer sliding because to save the day, <laughs> yeah. they sort of slide themselves to save so the, the day. So the good they, guys don't have to 
don't have to unalive them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, because that would be really bad. That would be really problematic. If, that would be really problematic if they had to, to had to do it. So they're just like, you know what? I feel really guilty now. I guess I'm just going to topple a bunch of rocks on top of myself. <laughs> topple rocks on top of myself, fly into the sun. I guess I'll just fly into the sun now. I'm like, men will do fucking anything but go to therapy. Uh, this uh, so so this villain definitely was unrepentant, and oh god, he had the. A fucking awesome line in the fucking movie too. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to remember it exactly. He's like, he's like, God's not real, so oh, I yeah. had to step yeah, in. Yeah, someone said something about you think you're God. And he said God's not real, so I have to take his place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and I was like, I I even said it like under my breath. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I enjoyed the villain here, and uh, he was just like evil there was no redemption arc yeah, there was, there was no there was feeling no, sorry for him there was no redemption there was no like there was no moment where you feel bad for him at all he was just straight up evil and i really liked i really liked that i'm so tired of um like sam was saying the good guy turns evil and he's just misunderstood i that's such a rampant thing even in even in our society and i just don't i don't like it i don't like that storyline i don't like entertaining it at all i'm sure i'm uh, yes i know it happens but why are we entertaining that these are people that do bad things it's kind of it's like marvel do do not have good writers and i'm sure the writer strike's gonna make the next marvel movies even fucking shittier well that's just because an ai is gonna write yeah it. well next they've already felt like they've been written by ai for this half these fucking time i'm pretty sure love and thunder was written by ai i'm pretty oh my God, yeah <laughs> love and thunder was written by ai god they've been complete shit so it was a breath of fresh air and uh i've even heard some people say they think that this might be the last great one because the next one's coming out they don't look too good the well next, this was james gunn like putting middle fingers up in yeah. the air uh the next movies like the marvels movie and you're not going to be getting a review of that because i'm not watching that uh, we're not watching that uh, it looks like they're I, just fully just, aiming it they go it's it looks like a disney show from when i was a teenager aimed at teenagers this is marvel's lizzie mcguire i'm yeah. just not i'm just, i'm i'm way older than the the target age group for that movie i have I don't feel like wasting probably three hours of my life watching it. So we'll let you guys know what the best art movie but is. But you can pay us to watch it on Patreon. Yeah, we'll watch it if you make us watch it. <laughs> we'll watch pretty much anything if you make us watch yeah, it. Yeah, if you pay me enough, I'll watch anything. <laughs> I really liked the uh, flesh ship and the Nathan Fillion cameo. Uh, like I said, I just liked a lot of the feel of it. James Gunn's got a feel. I really love the last James Gunn su superhero movie, The Suicide Squad, too. Yeah. Um, so, I... I I, I really liked uh, Peter's and Gamora's story in this one, too, where he had to finally just accept Gamora for who she is now instead of, like, constantly trailing after the past the past self of her what he remembered of her and i don't know i thought that in itself was a was a nice message that, that's a good point because <laughs> you could see disney going the way of you know all oh, they fall back in love again or she 
see something in yeah, him. Yeah, and he could eventually be so he eventually just kind of like you know she eventually says, "I bet we were fun," and I, you know he finally gets it, and he's like, "I appreciate you now, but you're not the you that I knew." whenever you're someone different yeah and he finally accepts her for who she is now instead of trying to constantly chase after something that wasn't there and that was a real i don't know i really like that message that's a, i appreciate it message <laughs> it like, was a mature message like james gunn's growing up <laughs> like, i mean that was definitely a message i wanted my daughters to see other than, you know, why would I why would I want them to watch a message of someone just like chasing after them over and over again, wanting them to be someone not, that they're not? Yeah, you're trying to raise your girls not to fall for Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> the, the only thing that feels kind of forced into this movie is probably Adam Warlock, Will Poulter's character. It seems like yeah. that was a Disney one where they're like, he's going to be a character later, so you got to fit him in because he doesn't feel like he fits in the movie 100%, but he's fine. It wasn't a bother to the movie. No, he wasn't a bother, but he, I mean, it could have been. You could tell that was a Disney nudge nudge. Like we need, we need him later. Yeah, you got to add him into this one because he's going to be in there later on. It, 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 the movie could have been there with it, could have done without him, and it would have been fine. I, I have, speaking of like, uh, I've heard the uh, the elevator rant that he has with Gamora. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard people saying that that was kind of James Gunn voicing his rage at disney because you know he had a plan for the guardians of the galaxy movies you know he had he had a plan for peter and gamora for the third movie and then you know disney's like oh well we're taking your characters and we're gonna kill one off in this movie and bring her back and like that wasn't you know james Gunn's wrote these characters for a trilogy and then disney's like nope we took these characters they're doing something else so he had to figure something else out with them I swear they can't Disney is that that corporation that just can't let a story end at all. They have to keep going because of course they want the money from it. Yeah. Well, that's always been comic books though. Yeah. There's been never been any death in comic books, so you can't take anyone character dying honestly there either. I mean, they're I, always I, getting rebooted and restarted. I get that and people enjoy that with comic books, but they're Whenever you're watching it visually, it just becomes a point where you're just repeating the same things over and over. Well, yeah, it does take things away from when you're watching it and you're like, oh, that character died. Maybe, I guess, sort of. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're, yeah, and you never actually mourn anything and you yeah. never, you never miss a character because you're like, oh, they'll just come back eventually somehow anyway. Yeah. I mean, I know that. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. will probably get tired and, like, make a cameo 15 years from now and he needs a little money. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I need some money, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm old, the senior Iron Man. He'll still be doing, like, make-a-wish things with kids in 15 yeah. years that want to meet Iron Man. Or No, he won't be because they're all going to be, like, moved on. They're <laughs> all, all the, going to want to... All those make-a-wish kids will either have survived or died. 
side. Do you, do you think that the, there's been a few of them that have asked for Bradley Cooper dressed up as Rocket? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we need to get Lyric to do that then. <laughs> and we're like, come on, Lyric, that's the one. That's the, oh, you want us to like use her diabetic make, make a wish yeah. thing on meeting, meeting Rocket I, the raccoon? I hope this gets out. Everybody, <laughs> hashtag Bradley Cooper dressed up like a raccoon. <laughs> Visiting. I think that might scare the shit out of her. She would love it. She loves uh, raccoons. She does, but it's different whenever it's like a person dressed up as something. Uh, I kicked Chuck E. Cheese like straight up in the shin when I was four years old. And maybe, I love rats. Maybe he can put some, some makeup on and kind of make him up like you know like in the musical cats more All that right, way well, he can be rocking. bradley cooper if you hear this um <laughs> my my child is diabetic and she gets one wish in life <laughs> and we're making it for her <laughs> so, come on bradley cooper bring it in Well, we're only talking about two movies today, so we're going to wrap this episode up. And if you like our content, please follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever the fuck else podcasts are placed. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever the fuck else we are. Thank you, goodbye. Thank you, goodbye.